Hello everyone, I am Brennan Sahajan and I attend bar at Washington State's best beer bar, the Manitou Tap House. I decided to make a podcast because the regular customers who come in are the most eclectic group of people I have ever met. And I want all of you to know the perspective and stories from the people from my bar. My second guest during the pandemic is a legitimate ski bum. Truly a good soul with a great demeanor and laugh. Originally from Central California, but well-traveled in the U.S. and the world, partially from being married to a Kiwi. This man is a genuine lover of the outdoors, and I'm so happy to be enlightened by and to share with you, Alan Morton. Okay, we're live. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Thank you, Alan. Hey, cheers. Hey, yeah. Uh, first and foremost, I always like to say... Uh, thank you for your time. I appreciate it because I know time is valuable, especially since you guys are in this uh, transition phase, really, and <laughs> everything is just crazy. So thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's been a little nuts around here. So. Uh, well, maybe we can yeah. talk about that a little. <laughs> we finally <clears throat> get to have at least, don't have to keep everything out of their bed, living room and all that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, we're just going to jump right into mm -hmm. it. First question is... Who are you and what led you to be that person? So go as um, deep or as shallow as you want, but I mean, this I'm, question's huge. I'm a bit of a ski bum kind of <clears throat> outdoor, just easygoing sort of person, I think. I ski like being outdoor. outside and I like doing stuff and I, and I like to have fun. Yeah. I never let you know too much of work or any of that stuff get me down. Awesome. You know, so, <laughs> I just so you don't to live work to and, work. You work to yeah, live. Yeah, exactly. Well, I try to find work in things I like doing. Yeah, good. You know, I work at ski areas. I've worked at ski areas. I've worked in national parks. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And stuff like that. So, Well, yeah. how, I mean, where did that come from? Uh, you know, I don't know, really. My dad, I, my dad was a pretty cool, you know, taught me, took me hunting and things like that. Mm. Um, at one point, I had shot a dove and I... Had to chase it underneath a bunch of rose and orange trees because I wounded it. And when I picked it up, it was just too warm and oh. soft. And I gave it to my dad, and I put it in a gun away and never shot again. But, oh, no kidding. But um, but I but I still had the outdoor. So and then I be I got to get into rock climbing and things like that. And Yosemite seemed like kind of a natural fit. And I went up and uh, put in for a job. I started out uh, in retail oh. at store. Uh, then I went to. Um, the stables. And I worked at stables for a little while, and I was just the housing guy. Worked at but the I knew, stables. Yeah, but I knew the stables because you know. What does that mean? You were like mucking the barn. No, and stuff uh, and... I was actually the housing guy for them. Oh. So I cleaned like the bathrooms and kept up the housing area. Hmm. But I'd kind of grown up around that kind of life. No kidding. Yeah, as a younger younger kid. Are you and a so horse? I could torch. You... I could I could chew horses and do all that kind of stuff. So oh, I, I was a pretty good friend of the the guy that. Random place. Him and I had a pretty good relationships. So, yeah. No kidding. You can yeah. shoe a horse. Yeah. What yeah. was the name of that? What do they call it? Husbandry. Husband. Animal husbandry. Yeah. That's yeah, stuff like that. But we just and then we did. I was just blacksmithing stuff and and I just like I said I'd hung around him. So I was you a actually kid. know how to blacksmith. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> what, have you seen that weird show that's called like Forged in Fire? Have you seen oh, that no, show? I watched it. Oh, there, there's, so there's like a. There's a reality show that's out now that's like one of those competitions where you get yep. chopped if you don't. And it's called Forged in Fire. And I didn't oh, know yeah. that. Like, yeah, I, 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 like, I think I've seen little bits and pieces of it, or somebody's turned me on. I had to no it. idea that blacksmiths still yeah. existed. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just know horseshoes. <laughs> awesome. I, mean, I, I know, and like mules and horses. I like mules better than I do horses. Yeah? Yeah. Mules. Do you shoe a mule? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. but uh, the horses, they see dragons on rocks nobody else sees. They just freak out for no reason. Uh, mules don't do that. Yeah. So, well, mules are yeah, tough, too. Yeah, they are. On the in Yosemite, the, they, the bears would come down and steal the uh, grain for the, from the horses, mm. but they would never steal it from the mules. The so horses, you'd hear them, man. They'd be raising hell and you'd run. Because the mule and kick get, them, right? Yeah, the mule kills them. They just don't screw around with them. They just stomp them and kill them. <laughs> so they just don't even mess with them. <laughs> wow. Wow, that yeah. is awesome. That was a trip. <laughs> yeah, mules are but, bear killers. Yeah. But then, you know, I said Yosemite was great. I just climbed rocks. And then during my winter months, I worked at Skiri up there. I just mm. um, 
Started okay. out as a lift lift operator and wound up being a night groomer. So I drove around in grooming machines and I actually lived on the ski area during the winter with uh, some of my best friends who all turned out to be groomsmen at my wedding. And, hey, right and that's where I met Susie, who was doing that. She came in over. Yosemite? Yeah, she oh. came over during her summer break from med school in New Zealand to teach skiing. And I was just this dirtbag groomer. And, that is so awesome. And, uh, hooked up and then I wound up chasing winters that year too I went so when she went back to New Zealand I went back and worked there for the winter and cool. so I did two winters in a row oh. basically just back to back <laughs> and um, I mean if that's your thing you could do that you could yeah. go all, you could yeah, keep you the can, winter there's all a lot year of, round a lot, of, a lot of ski instructors and people like that kind of do that they, they call it chasing winters wow yeah. had no idea yeah it's southern hemisphere world. northern hemisphere yeah it is it's a different world that's awesome <laughs> And uh, then we came back to California. She came back and um, took a year off med school. Mm -hmm. And we spent the summer working on one of my other jobs in Yosemite, which was Tuolumne Meadows, which is a high country, 8,600 feet, largest subalpine meadow in the Sierras. And we, wow. I worked in a store, uh -huh. which was a tent, because so much snow would fall during the winters. That it would, uh, it would just Holy collapse smokes. buildings. And so Susie got a job working at the lodge in a grinding room, which was mm -hmm. a tent also. <laughs> and uh, she had it so easy, though, man. She had a, she worked a split shift, so she would go in and, they didn't do lunches. Mm -hmm. So she'd go in and do breakfast and then split for the day. She'd go out hiking and doing all that while I had to work. So. Wow. But I wound up being a manager at the store, uh, one of the managers. And uh, I did that for about seven summers. No, it, was, it was great. I mean, you would just backpack. You'd grab your backpack on your Friday and yeah. leave. Just come back, you know, Man. on your Monday and just Man, go walking off. When I became a manager, my life. my friend and I became managers. One of the first things we did is we switched everybody to four tens. Mm. Said that way so everybody that gets three days up. off. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great idea. Everybody loved it. <laughs> so so yeah. So everybody got to go and and then did that for a long time. So, and then Susie and I, we got married in, in, in Yosemite, and she stayed that, that following summer and worked up in the high country, and then hmm. we moved back to New Zealand. Man. We lived there for about four years. Cool. Yeah. Gosh. And now <laughs> it's just, it's going full circle again. Yeah. And then you so came here, yeah, and now you're going back. back. Yeah, we've been here for 20 plus years, and now I turn around and going back. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> I mean, that's absolutely <laughs> incredible. And it's, you know, one end of the world to the <laughs> other. It's... It is. It's, um, but, but it, you know, I loved living there. It mm -hmm. was pretty cool. And um, I can't wait to get back. It's going to be, you know, I mean, I love it here in Spokane. I really do. I, mm -hmm. I, it's probably my favorite place I've lived outside of Yosemite and, yeah. and, and, and stuff. I just really have liked it here. There's definitely a lot of beauty here. Yeah, it is. Yeah. There's so much to do. Yeah. You know, so close. I agree. And then mountain bike. Yeah. yeah. Just every, you know, everything is right yeah. around the corner. Yeah. Where we lived in Sacramento, you had to get in your car and take off to go to sure to do any mountain biking or anything like right. that we're here just to cruise down to the bluff and yeah drop exactly. it. <laughs> well i mean that's yeah. new, new, new zealand even more so yeah yeah from, we're, we're looking at where we're going to be living we're hoping that we'll which island there. uh we'll be on the south island living cool. in christchurch Christchurch, yeah right on yeah and uh we've lived there before that's oh, where we lived yeah. before so we know the place pretty well. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, we know where we want to live, what areas we're looking at for, for yeah. houses and stuff. We go through houses every day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, there, and there's great mountains there. And yeah. there's yeah. the beach. Skiing's and, awesome. Yeah. And Susie's parents have a beach house at one of the best beaches on the North Island, a warm water current. And then they... Uh, oh, they're in the North Island? Yeah, they live in the North Island. And then they come down every summer. They split their year. So every winter there, then they have a house in Queenstown, mm -hmm. and they go down there, and her dad's in his 80s and skis almost every day. Oh, man, so cool. <laughs> well, right on. Mm -hmm. Man, I'm excited for you. I, and I'm jealous, too. I love New Zealand. Yeah. I've, I've never been to the South Island, though. I've only been to the North. Mm -hmm. But um, got to do it again. Yeah. Well, right on. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, that was a great answer to the first question. <laughs> um, and so, well, then, hmm. The next question, I mean, it, it takes kind of a, a odd okay. turn here, but maybe not because we're talking about life. So what do you believe is worth dying for? And <laughs> does anything hold enough weight to even say that? Um, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I was a rock climber. I've taken big falls, broke my leg, 
done all that. Oh, and no I, so I've always kind of been, and I ski that like that too. I don't, don't ski about anything, you know? And I think it, it isn't a fear or a death wish or anything. It's just I want to have fun. Yeah, totally. And I don't... And but the but, stuff that you do, like mm-hmm. it potentially it, death is it, it, involved. It, it, it is yeah. something that you have to face. There's yeah. no question, you know. And I mean, I took that long fall and I took a, about a 50-footer. Oh, no. And I didn't hit the ground, but I broke my leg. Yeah, did, I broke my foot. Did you swing back and yeah, slam into the... Yeah, I slammed oh. into the rock. And, You're and lucky I, you I took a, were you wearing a helmet, a, hopefully? Yeah, no, I wasn't. <laughs> I covered my head like this. I was pretty lucky. Oh, my But I, I broke my foot doing that, and I still went back and climbed again, which where a lot of people never did, you know? Yeah, oh. That, so, that would and, be um, a fear you'd have to face. And doing stuff like, you know, I, there's something to call free soloing. Oh, I'm climbing aware. Without yeah. a rope. And I only did it once, and... And I, I, I think people that do it are nuts. Absolutely crazy. Nuts. Yeah, because yeah. they don't call it exfoliating granite for no reason. You can grab onto a hold that people have been using for 50 years, and that thing pops off in your hand, and there's nothing you can do. Right. You know, so that's why I, I... But I decided I'd try it one time. Couldn't find a climbing partner, and I wanted to climb, so I thought, oh, climb the Nutcracker. Nutcracker's 450 feet, Yosemite Valley. Uh-huh. It's a 5'8". It's pretty basic, easy climb. You're familiar with the... Yeah, I'd done it a lot of times. Yeah. And I took off, and I was kind of found it interesting because you climb really fast because you're not setting protection and messing with ropes. Right? Yeah, I guess that's true. And one of the things, I had a friend that climbed with me who was kind of afraid of heights, and, and uh, people ask him, you know, how do you do this? And he, and he goes... Uh, Never see the ground. So <laughs> yeah. I only, I, when, I I'm, when I'm climbing, all I see is my feet. You know, I just see where my foot's going. I mm-hmm. never see the ground. Yeah. And he would stand with his facing the rock, and never looking where <laughs> it would stop. But and, and it's the same thing for me on that climbing. It I just I never looked at the ground. And but I climbed really fast because I wasn't like I said setting protection and all that. And I got up to near the top where the hardest move was, and I. Stop and said, you know, it's a hard move. I think I'll just stop and rest. And when I did and I let down, I went, holy crap, I will never do this again, ever, without a rope. I will never climb like this again. And I pulled it off. And that was yeah. that, you oh know. my goodness. So, yeah. I wonder, if that, I wonder if that's what it is. They just like, well, I'm not thinking about what's below me. I'm only thinking mm-hmm. about what's ahead of you me. You know, some of, some of that, it's that. But some people, they just get really good at stuff and they just they have to keep pushing thrill. themselves and they need that well, They need that, that adrenaline rush, you know, and they just think, okay, I'll just do it without a rope. Yeah. You know? And you know, the really sad part is the people that are really good at doing that and that mm-hmm. start it, they're all dead. Yeah. Course. from falls yeah. most of them oh, you yeah. know so well did you hear about that guy Jetman or whatever the one that like flew next oh, to he he totally died today yeah did he yesterday or something. oh really oh, in like okay. a practice training thing mm-hmm. totally died yeah well you know you never know what that's gonna get you, you yeah know? exactly I mean, and I've I've never really been in an avalanche I'm pretty proud of you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I've had snow move under me sure. a little bit, but yeah, never I've been had, like, really in one. Little experience ones, yeah. but not Yeah, not like, not, not like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hey. Uh, I've been... Well, that's good. I mean, yeah. you, you got to be smart when you do. You, you do, and, and you know, you learn you learn by, by mistakes that you get away with. Mm-hmm. You know, those little ones that you get away with, I... Do you think these extreme sports, air quotes, are... I mean, do you think it's worth dying for? No. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least right. it seems well, fun. Good. It seems, We're on the same page. Yeah, it seems fun, you know. It looks fun, but I'm like, nah. You know, I mean, <laughs> hey, but, the, I the mean, best saying in the world. Alpine is, skiing yeah. is considered an extreme it, it sport, is, though. It is, yeah. And, and some and skiing steep stuff and having fun is, mm-hmm. is, is that way. But, you know, I don't know. I, it just doesn't never, I've always been able to control that. You know, that bit of fear. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Huh? That's yeah. that's wise. <laughs> yeah, but I've done my share of stupid stuff. You know, I've gone three or four days in the backcountry by myself. And, oh, you know, and just you know, yeah, it's supposed to be. Yeah, by I know. I, I, I slipped on snow and fell down a hill yeah. and didn't manage not to get hurt. You know, and then I did a, I did a, about almost thirty day backpacking trip by myself. Wow, that was just 
And so that was kind of interesting. <laughs> but I mean, did you see people along yeah, the way? See, yeah, it, it, very rarely. You know, it was it was pretty cool. It was. <laughs> oh, interesting. I had a friend pick me up or stop and meet me in places, and he'd bring steak. And at so that do you time, think anything I mean, is worth dying for then? Um, my kids. Wow. <laughs> if I had to go okay. after that, that's, you know, if I had to that, chase one of them down something that was that's a good was answer. a mess, you know, or something, <laughs> yeah, that would be worth it. Susie, yeah, would be worth it, oh. you know. Um, I well, do think there's a lot of things I think out you're there. Supposed to say that, I'm yeah, glad you, you did. yeah, and my family and anybody, <laughs> you know. But but the other side is it, there is a certain thing about pushing it to, to mm-hmm. as close, yeah, you know, well, that, yeah. that to pushing it just to a it. bit, you know, and. If you're and, not afraid that you're going to die, then you didn't live, right? Right, exactly. You know, and 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 but no, also, you know, you have one of those experiences that comes close, and you think, whoa, you know, and you, know, you tell everybody about it, and you do mm-hmm. this, but you know, I, I keep thinking you really should tell them about the clo- the ones you didn't have that you really came close to having. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. That you like said that you 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 said no. Nah. You know, you were just thinking about doing it, and you go, nah, not today. I got a weird <laughs> feeling about that. <laughs> you know, I'm just not, not going to do it today. Yeah. You know? Yep. I and then you read about somebody there. else, you know, yeah. that did it that day, or, you exactly. know, skied a lot and run and got hurt, or, right. or something like that. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I know people like when that avalanche happened in Silver Mountain. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I know people that were there, like, just before it happened yeah and it's like no nah, we didn't go that way we went yeah well, one of my bosses at rei his daughter was a ski first ski patroller on the scene oh man so you know and she's a just brand new ski patrol yeah <laughs> and, yeah yeah but Jumping i've seen my fair share of avalanches and i can tell you i know they're they're serious business i don't like area. that area either where the avalanche happened at silver mm-hmm. i hate that area yeah I, no it's not it's, my yeah silver for me it's an interesting mountain it's i, I never have gone there with anybody that really knows it mm, so yeah. it seems a little boring to I, me i'm with you and the other side about silver that bothers me and if so, somebody from silver doesn't listen to this and get mad at me but yeah, well, i don't like the only access to the mountain being that gondola hmm. you know i yeah. mean if that thing breaks down then what yeah there you're stuck and what's worse would be to be on it oh. When it broke down. Oh. <laughs> and then you're just sitting there. I know people have talked about having three, four hour sits in that thing while they get it, get it re- going again. Oh. Yeah. And I, I was, Yeah, and, and with wind blowing, and because usually it'll be stormy if it's doing and that. At some then, points, it's really high. high. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Huh. But, yeah. <laughs> I think that's fair to say. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not a silver fan myself. <laughs> well, right on. Up. Okay, moving right along. Um, where does your inspiration come from? Um, my wife and kids a lot. Yeah. Being that, you know, there's a big age difference between Susie and I. She keeps me young. Ah, she, I didn't know there was. Yeah, we're, about, we're 12 years apart. Oh, okay. Cool. And she keeps me young. She makes me do stuff. Uh, well, good. Where I could be like a, just the old guy going, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> or... or uh, yeah, I'm too old. Bones are too brittle for that. Uh, Susie won't take that. So good. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> yeah. I mean, so so that you know, those are the things. But and the kids, you know, same thing. They they just keep they an eye on. Inspire you? Yeah, they do. Um, you know, I mean, with Dax being transgender and mm-hmm. the bravery mm-hmm. in that little one. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And Bailey's a little bit special needs, and she just hangs in there and keeps life moving and. Okay, and cool. they just go through it. Yeah. That's how I became a stay-at-home dad was because of her. Oh, so, did so, I know that? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I did right that on. for a long time. So. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good. I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, that was uh, inspiration and, um, I don't know, necessity is like the mother of invention. Okay. Yeah, well, when Bailey was diagnosed, you know. Susie and I said, well, we can, you know, the, the counselors that were going to come, we, the state of California paid for them. They came in eight hours a day, every day, five days a week. Wow. But they couldn't be there alone with the, so somebody had to be there. Oh, and yeah. so most people, I guess, hired nannies because they had their jobs and stuff. Sure. And Susie and I decided, you know what, you know, you're, you're a doctor. Yeah. Uh, at that time, I was drafting a little bit here and there, and I said, mm-hmm. I said, I'll stay home. And I stayed home. And I think that helped Bailey because the therapy didn't end. Because I was at five o'clock when those guys left because yeah. I'd been there all day participating in it. So I, and, and Susie learned it too. And 
so we just kept going. That's awesome. Man, yeah. that's, that is uh, that is an inspiration in and of itself. It was pretty fun, too. <laughs> Hanging out with my kids was cool. Yeah, totally. They, I, mean, I, used it, to go, I used to go to, you'll love this, DC will love it. I used to go to, uh, anytime I needed to go to a store or anything, I'd bring the kids and the, the therapist would come with me. Most of them were girls in their 20s, yeah. right? And I remember being in Best Buy once and I'm walking through and they drive their own car. They can't even ride with me, oh. meet me there. And I'm walking through and I got two of them behind me and the kids. And I swear, I looked at this one guy and I know in his eyes, he was going, Mormon bugger. Married twice. A young girl walking around behind you. Hey. Wow. Um, well, that's, that's really cool, man. I, I, I'm very, I, I had no idea and I'm glad that you mm -hmm. said that. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a really significant thing, I think as well for, you know, fathers to, to be home. Yep. And, and it's just a rarity. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's, I think I, it's noble and I did it again just recently, you know, yeah. during the shutdown. Yeah. Um, I, I was the one at home. Susie was essential and yeah, looking at the hospital exactly. and I was home and making sure the kids were doing, doing their schoolwork and all that. So, awesome. mm -hmm. oh. ah, that makes me very happy. Cool. Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, this one, well, we'll see what happens here. Do you feel in control of your life? Never. Never. Perfect. That <laughs> you can't just end with that. No, <laughs> never. I know. You know, we, we do so much stuff on spur of the moment hmm. and you know, I mean, look, we're moving to another country Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, okay. and that, that came about very quickly. I mean, the job came up and boom, within a week we decided we we're doing it. Awesome. And, and going and we've, you know, we moved around a lot. Susie's training required us to live. I've lived in New York city and, you know, I spent two years there. Is that why you're a Yankees fan? Uh, no, I actually, I'm a Yankees fan because my grandfather was one. What? Well, he lived, he was from Arkansas. And when he moved to California, there were no teams in California, right? Mm -hmm. And there were no teams in the South then. So everybody that didn't live in, that didn't have a team was either a Yankees, Dodgers, or Giants fan in sure. general because they all were New York City teams, yeah. you know? And so when he moved to California and the only two teams that moved were the Dodgers and the Giants and he was a Yankees fan, I said, yeah, never. Right. <laughs> so, so we, you know, if you said Dodgers at our dinner table, you went outside and ate. <laughs> that was not cool. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, I grew up. I had no choice <laughs> in, in my baseball team. I left. <laughs> that was, All right, that was done for me. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, uh, please keep going about mm. control. Yeah. Um. No, I. I don't want to feel control. Mm. A lot of times I like my life being a little bit chaotic. Oh, interesting. It's just it, um, instead it keeps me on my toes. I, I'm, you get tired of it every now and then. And, you know, I have my days where I just want to say, oh, I just want this to just, I'm just going to sit here and do not much of anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I'm going to watch a baseball game. Or yeah. I'm going to do that. Yeah. But just being, I mean, like I said, we're always doing something. Hmm. pretty much and so sadly yeah it, true but I mean it's good though at the same time it's it's like I could just sit around I mean you know I, I lost a bunch of weight yeah. just because I stopped sitting around doing stuff I yeah. go out and do stuff yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. yeah. and and it's the new adventures I mean we're moving this new adventure moving to New Zealand that's all something to look forward to it's just like you know it's not maybe not totally new because we've been there but it's been 20, you know, 12 years or yeah. so. And yeah. It's been more than that. It's been like 20 years we've lived here now. Actually, we've been... So, and it, oh, it'll be way different. Especially be, in the middle of this weird... Yeah, well, this is weird already. Exactly, you know? I mean... So and it, New Zealand is yeah, like one of the clear. biggest crackdown yeah. countries. Yeah, they're, yeah, so. they're pretty clear. So, And that's one thing that's going to be kind of weird is 14 days of quarantine in a hotel. <laughs> yeah, uh, weird and boring and yeah yeah you got books yeah yeah and well they, they, you know, it's in it they supposedly pick nice hotels and you can and we got two rooms so the kids got one their own room and we and yeah but one. you're still in a hotel yeah and you can't leave <laughs> two yeah weeks. you can't leave at all so like do you, how do you eat 
Oh, they bring you food, and they, they bring food, and I think they'll even bring like a couple beers or something, but I don't know how it works, but yeah, I'm sure they don't want you up there getting sloshed. And yeah. Side. I'm out of here. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, so I've mean, definitely got some control. That's going to be, well, sure. Well, at that point, you were definitely not in control of your life, right? No, uh, not at all. And, I mean, and right now in our weird, unprecedented time, too, it seems, it, mm-hmm. I, for me, I feel like there's a lot of control that I don't have anymore. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, isn't that part of the reason yeah. why you guys are moving? Um, kind of, but I mean, we had our, this really was the, the deal breaker, I guess. And the main yeah. reason we're actually moving is they don't really have that many jobs in Susie's profession, her particular specialty there. Mm-hmm. And when this one comes up, it could be a lot of years before there's another one. Yeah. And, you know, she wants to go home. Yeah. And that's, like cool. I said, fair enough. She moved here 20 years ago for me to just basically, you know, because my grandma owned I'm yeah. a, my grandma was an important person to me, and I wanted to spend more time with her. She's getting older, and I yeah, sure. want to spend more time with her. And, yeah. you know, she passed away several years ago, and now it's time to go. Cool. Yeah, and her parents are in their 80s now. Yeah. And she wants to be with them. I, that's fair that's enough. Very important. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, well, I'll, the second half of that question actually is, mm-hmm. uh, and especially since you said no, that mm-hmm. you don't feel in control of your life, um, what what holds you down or keeps you down? Um. I don't know if it's keeping me down. It's just that I, I feel like I'm really like we're pretty spontaneous, mm-hmm. and and I don't think right now anybody feels in control of their life. I mean, particularly this moment. I mean, we most definitely yeah. We can't do things we normally do I know. that we want to do. I mean, I have a mask under my head. yeah, right, exactly. Wearing a mask and doing all that, and so so I think it, particularly right now, it's hard to feel you're in control of anything. Really, you know, I mean, I, I still go to work and and those kind of things. But again, I wear a mask all day. Yeah. And, and you know, just we had a big lecture about six feet apart today and all these sorts of things. So mm-hmm. It's just, um, yeah, right now I, I can't see how anybody would feel in control of their lives at this point, you know, overall. Because it's... I agree. Yeah, because, I mean, we'd like... Either yeah, I would have been, would have been, a, yeah. I mean, maybe in, you know, mm-hmm. the former president yeah. or, yeah. I guess, yeah. uh, he, he might, he might feel in control, but I think he always thinks that he's in control. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably the yeah. problem with that guy. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, the, the, these times right now, there's, it's just really, you, you can't really feel that you're totally in control. Yeah. I agree. Uh, you know, you can't just go get in your car and go where you want. Right. You know, you can't do a lot of things that you really, you know, don't sit in a tap house or, you know, and it just changed so quick. I just know. like in yesterday you could, today you can't. <laughs> you know, basically, that's. Yeah. And then it's, uh, yeah. You know, it, but, you know, it's interesting because we've, you know, we eat a lot more meals at home now and we've spent a lot more time together and stuff. So it's been kind of cool too. Mm-hmm. What is it like in New Zealand? Can you actually go into yeah. restaurants? Oh yeah, they, could, they have football games. They have rugby games. You can go to the full stadium thing. It's they have oh. like very few cases. They just shut the country down. Yeah, and they do really good contact tracing and things like that. So they get a case here and there, but they immediately quarantine the person. Mm-hmm. So when we get there, we do fourteen days. We get tested on the second or third day we're there, mm-hmm. and then we will get tested again about a, a day before we leave, and from there so yeah I, that's the way to do it yeah. I mean, that's the problem that's why we can't get control of it here is that yeah. just doesn't happen mm-hmm. uh, well right on man we also got it there it, it's more of a sense of community where mm-hmm. here we have this sense of um, divisiveness well divisiveness and just um, is everything go, go, go at it by yourself mm. you know you, you you know that that I have a right. Oh, <laughs> you know, I have a right. Yeah. I have yeah. a right. And we don't think of each other. Most people tend to just think about themselves. And it's really shown up in this. And I don't know if it's always been that way. I kind of think that's more of a reflection of the last 10 or so years. Things just getting... I think so as well. I yeah. think it's more than 10 years. But. Yeah, but I, I think it's you know a, a reflection of the way things have been. Mm-hmm. So, but... Yeah, that it, I... And... I mean, I can. I was only in New Zealand for ten days, but I can still att- attest to what you're saying. Like I, 
<clears throat> I definitely feel like that the uh, I don't it's not even camaraderie it's like mm-hmm. a it's almost like a national pride or mm-hmm. something too but yeah. but much more they have like an eastern mentality right. even though they're a mm-hmm. very western developed country right. mm-hmm. they have like in um I don't know what I don't know what you really call that like a a tribe mentality <laughs> but it's but it's, it's, it's everybody is in the tribe, right? You know, instead of like just the mm-hmm. your little niche of people, it's like mm-hmm. um, we need to work together. Like, yeah, I think that that comes from being frontier people. I mean, they moved out to the middle of freaking nowhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> that, that probably just stays with them. Mm-hmm. You know, where where they were so dependent on each other. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that mm-hmm. that's and that actually is one of like the best things about our country mm. and worst things about our country yeah. at the same time. Mm. Yeah. Well, um, and I really like that. I mean, having lived in Asia, I, I have, I've experienced like mm-hmm. that kind of a, a community feel that just doesn't mm-hmm. exist yeah, anymore. So I really gotten, understand what you're saying. It, it's true. It's such a, we've taken on that rugged individualism thing a little too far. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, very much and so. And so that's, I think that's, you know, because that's always been, you know, watch cowboy movies and they're out there by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, know. Hey, you know, you need, a, you need people. You need, and yeah. when you have something like this, you need everybody to work together mm-hmm. to do something about it. But if it doesn't fit somebody's frame of mind, I guess they decided or their pocketbook. Or their pocketbook. Really. And that's, you know, I think for me, that's the saddest part about all this is people are like, they're willing to, they're willing to let people die so that they can go to work and make money. And and, it, and it's sad that somehow we're not taken care of where they don't need to do that. Right. It's like, you know, hey, we're going to sort this out and we're gonna make sure you get fed. Make sure you know, your cable TV stays on. <laughs> you know, if you got to sit at home, you might as well be watching cool little movies, you know, <laughs> or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, but if you think that way, then you're automatically a socialist, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. You're supposed to earn everything. And it's like, really? Because all the people have the money, they didn't really earn it. Oh, most of the people <laughs> have the money, didn't yeah. earn it. They may have started out earning it, but now it just comes in. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. yeah. No. I, I yep. think you're 100% right. Um, uh, man, we're flying. Right on. Um, yeah, there's a I, there's only a couple, a few questions left. Um, well, this one is an interesting question, and, and you don't have to uh, put yourself into a position where you might get in trouble. Yeah, okay. With this question. Okay. What have you done that is truly wrong? <laughs> or and can anything be truly wrong? Yeah, so there's I think different there, yeah, layers. I think this. that I think we all have done something wrong. Oh, you okay, know, okay. I mean, whether it's something simple and childish like shoplifting, sure, or leading somebody on in a relationship mm-hmm. when you know when you know they really like you and you're just not there. You know, I do know. Yeah, or you know, even family strives. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a little. Everybody, everybody's family they have little bickers and. But do you and, consider, do you put that in the category of it being truly wrong, like the way, whatever way you contribute to that strife? Yeah, well, I think that. Um, I mean, yeah, this is I kind think of I a do. philosophical question. Yeah, I think too. I sometimes I do. You know, I mean, with Jack's being transgender, that's caused some issues in my family. I'm sure it has. And and to me, it comes down to. Don't ask me to choose between my child and you. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. if it comes down to it, I don't care who you are. Yeah. You know or how close you are to me or related to me or anything else. You lose. Sorry. Awesome. You know, that's yeah. just, you're done. Yeah. You know? totally. I mean, that's exactly how you should feel. Yeah, and that's, and I've had to deal with that mm-hmm. a bit. You know, I have very religious members of my family and stuff, and it just didn't think it was, it was really a good thing and thought we were being coddling and doing these things. And it's like, you know, you look at suicide rates and stuff, and so I'm not going to make my kid that way. Yeah. Well, you know, no, I'm just going to support her. Just mm-hmm. see where it goes. Yeah. You know? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> So that's the best I can do. And, uh, but yeah, I just, 
it's it can be hard though. Mm-hmm. You know, again, like I said, just don't make me choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's what really irritates me is when somebody tries to make make me choose it when them over somebody else or or interferes in what's going on. Yeah. So mm-hmm. sorry, that's a little big. But <laughs> no, that's yeah. totally fine. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you so so wrong in your vocabulary is it seems much more vast than what I've I've heard from other people actually. Yeah. And <clears throat> I mean, can you elaborate. Like, well, like, where do you get your idea of what you believe is right or wrong? I, I my belief in right or wrong is is gen, generally just being a good person. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have not being judgmental. Yeah. Of others to make sure you get you learn something about them. Yeah. Before you make a decision, and um, and sometimes stupidly too much trust. Yeah, maybe a little bit, you know, or you get or you get into that situation too. Yeah, and too much trust and too much empathy. Just, you know, you feel sorry for somebody, and then you realize that you know that they probably stepped in that themselves. Sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Or or you know things like that. I think that. It's life is difficult in trying to figure those things out because you never know what's going to happen to you and you never know what somebody's like. Yeah. Until you've really been around them. I have some incredible friends. Uh, Susie, for example, well, a lot of my friends in my hometown are pretty redneck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right wing redneck. Oh, right? boy. And yet on Facebook, I constantly hang, talk to them. Um, Susie said, how do you deal with those guys, you know, and this and that. And I go, because I grew up with them. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been handcuffed to a couple of those guys. (laughs) 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 These guys I've known all my life. And it's funny because they're a lot the same way. Like sometimes somebody will come in and get into the middle of a conversation we're having and go, oh, you're just an idiot, redneck, dumbass, you know. And those guys will stand up and go, no, it's not. No, that's not Alan. Sorry. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. uncool. That's not how we do things, you know? And we do. We always keep it, keep it sane. We never get mad or yell at each other or do anything like that. That's you know, great. We, we, we have the discussions. We disagree on things. Mm-hmm. But they're my friends. Yeah, and that's awesome. That, and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And we, we've kept that for years. <laughs> yeah. And it's been fun. <clears throat> so and I, every time I go home, I still go out and have beers with them and, and hang out. Cool. And yeah. We just don't talk politics. Well. Have beers. We exactly. do it on Facebook. We yeah. <laughs> go hard. They're all Trumpers. Oh, yeah. boy. <laughs> well, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I have friends, you know, in a similar mm-hmm. position. Yes. Yeah. And it's like... I think I think that actually is such a huge problem now. All this this uh, divisive polarization mm-hmm. of everything, and maybe what you're yeah like, it's so important important not to be judgmental. Mm-hmm. Why can't why why can't we live in a time when, when uh, if you have a different opinion than someone, you can still be like friends with them. Right, and, and you know, and that's been I think the worst the worst part of this time. Is it has become so divisive? Yeah. Everybody is. There's no middle anymore. Mm-mm. Everybody's picked a side, and again, you know, it, that's those guys. All my friends there are really important to me in that respect because, mm-hmm. yeah, we're still friends. We, you know, that's the main thing, and we're and we respect each other, and we stick up for each other. Right. Again, if somebody does show disrespect, we call them on it. If one of my friends goes after one of them and says. Says something like you redneck, done, you know? No, yeah. dude, that's not. No, you can't do that, man. That's this guy. Or, or I get a lot of, why do you? Who are these guys that you're? Doing? You know, oh, yeah. say, oh man, they're my good, they're great friends of mine. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, yeah. I grew up with them. Right. <laughs> you know, got drunk in orange groves with them. I've, done, <laughs> <laughs> I've been done a lot of shit with these guys. Yeah, <laughs> some I'm not very proud of, but <laughs> yeah, well, I, I totally get and, it. And I, I'm like I said, I'm not going to let Trump take them. Yeah. Or any politician, that's for sure. Right. It's the last thing that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to have to dick me over or me, or me do them, and that's not going to happen. We're never going to do that. Oh. <laughs> you know? That's awesome. So, yeah. Wow. I mean, 
I mean, just like the theme of your responses is is so. Um, I don't know. You ha- you have so much. I feel like you have so much harmony in you that I <laughs> that I wasn't aware of. Um, and I mean, it, it's admirable. It's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, how did we get to there when we're talking know. about what's truly wrong? Yeah, I don't oh. know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. I mean, yeah. it's great though. Well, um, I think well, even the truly wrong, it's truly wrong to dislike somebody because they, they don't agree with you, especially about something that doesn't really matter that much in the in the big grand scheme of life. Yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. I mean, politics really doesn't matter that much. You know, I wish people to make it that, that, that it has to be your entire lifetime. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not everything, it, it, anything, everything, end all yeah. in the world. And it, and it, you can you can be friends with people who don't do the same things you do. I know. Yeah. yeah. So and and listen to them. I mean, I I even the ones that are jerks, kind of. I like to listen to them. I want to know what they have to say. I don't want to know what's in their head. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> just because just they don't agree with me, I want to know why they don't agree with me and what's going on, you know, yeah. where they're coming from. So I, I think that that is like a very, very wise thing mm-hmm. to um, not just put the blinders up and have a wall because mm-hmm. because of opinions, but actually but, listen to them and and see if... You, you know, I mean, there's a lot of validity you, in everybody's yeah. opinions. It, right. You can't live in a world where all you hear is what you want to hear. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just doesn't work that way. Right. And so, and if you got to hear what you don't want to hear, then you got to figure out a way to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely know that I have been on the side of being, you know, too strongly opinionated and not mm-hmm. listening I mean yeah. way more than I than I should but um, you know yeah. uh, wisdom comes with age and yeah. experience does. and yeah yeah I think I, I, and I wasn't implying that you're no. old no. that's not what I meant I am old though <laughs> I'll, be, but, I'll be 60 I'll yeah. be 60 in like yeah oh that's nothing 10 days 60 is the new yeah. 40 yeah I know well I'm <laughs> Married to Susie, I'll stay young. Yeah, <laughs> she'll keep oh, me. Yeah. She'll keep me moving around doing stuff. So. Oh, you're not old. Sixties, nothing. Yeah, no. Cool. Um, so <clears throat> this next question, uh, it it's a little wordy. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what you get out of it. What is your opinion about the natural hierarchical order in reference to humanity? Um, I think everybody, every human is their own thing. And I think that they all deserve the same level of respect mm. and so forth, at least until they give you, give, be given a reason not to. Yeah. But how we fit into the whole hierarchical world is we are it. Mm. I mean, to be honest, because, and, I, and not, not against nature or anything, but our relationships with the people we know are our lives. Yeah. I mean, because we, we were blessed with the ability to communicate mm-hmm. clearly to think for ourselves. And so we have so so we as human beings are the hierarchy of the world because, and you know, other animals and other things. And even in the past, we didn't do that. Yeah. You know, and, and especially in the world we live in now, where if you lived in a foreign country, 200 years ago, 300 years ago, you didn't know what those other people looked like. You didn't know yeah. what the, how they sounded. Yeah, exactly. You didn't know any of that unless one came to visit you. Now you turn on a video and you can see what it's like yeah. in that place and mm-hmm. what those people look like. And I think it's kept us, made our society where we're more knowledgeable. And, and, and as humans, sadly, we are the top of the food chain, really. I mean, we are the only things that we know of anyway that reason yeah. that, um, you know, have, have an, live less on instinct and more on thought. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's kind of interesting, you know, like that, but I think that's, but it, it's falling apart Yeah, right I mean, now. Totally. It's, it's trying to fall apart. But as, as I tell Susie sometimes, I say, you know, it's come close a lot. And somehow we always figure it out. 
Yeah, that know? is the case. Yeah, right. said, said we've come, we've had world wars, mm-hmm. and we some we've got we got through it, you know. Mm-hmm. And he said, right now we got so so much separation and stuff, and who knows how how, but eventually we'll get through it. Yeah, I you agree. Know? And said. Hopefully, no, not too many people get hurt in the process, and, you know, and we'll sure. just figure it out. Mm-hmm. And it, it amazes me people that that <clears throat> go against their own best interest. That's the one trip that always always bothers me. People, human beings, you know, hey, they'll do stuff that goes against. Them. What do you mean? Oh, like like somebody who barely makes a minimum wage mm-hmm. and is for a politician that doesn't care, or or, or, or the worst thing they want is to give them a raise. Oh my God! You know, <laughs> like, like, yeah. like you know, somebody making eight bucks an hour and barely getting along, and then get all upset when, oh, those socialists want to give them fifteen dollars an hour. I say, well, that would be you. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, think about that for a minute. What would you do with fifteen bucks an hour? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and with with humans too, the hierarchical parts of our society. Everybody wants to be one, mm-hmm. you know, and so we have allowed, we've allowed a group of people to change the way we live. Um, things like Citizens United, for example, you know, and and just this absolute wealth yeah. that gets done with us too is unbelievable that this disparity, all the great revolutions in the world are fought when when the middle class disappears. Oh, yeah. All, and right. all of them. Yep. <laughs> I mean, Russian, no matter what, yep. those are fought when when there's no middle class. Right. When the, when that disparity between two groups of people, these guys have it all, these guys have nothing. Unfortunately, there's way more of these guys that have nothing, and they usually wind up winning the battle in the end. Oh, yeah. But, but yeah, that's all the great revolutions in the world have been fought over what we're dealing with now. Mm-hmm. And what humans are dealing with, and it's just human nature. Yeah, we always do it. Yeah, you know, and, and it is interesting always, how history repeats itself. itself yeah. Always, just it does. It's just, just, it's just cyclical. Just, mm-hmm. just run around and around and around and around. We follow patterns. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your dog's knocking on the door. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's that's interesting. It was. Uh, it, it makes me think of. Um, Noam Chomsky. I don't yeah, know yeah. I mean, that's like his. That's mm-hmm. his thing. Yeah. And um, when the middle class goes away, yeah, that's when violent revolution that's happens. Exactly. And, yeah. and it is. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I I kind of in the last few years have tried to stay out of like the economical politics. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know. I've heard that the disparity gap is getting lessened, but I don't know if that's mm-hmm. true. I mean, yeah, I mean, you always hear stuff about like Jeff Bezos, you know, and those guys, you know, so they got all that money, you know, mm-hmm. guy came up with a really good idea. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. now he's somebody who who earned his money. Yeah, that because he true. he came up with something. Now you've got he may have done still things have, truly wrong in yeah, that process. In though. the process, yeah, <laughs> but but at the same time. You've got, you know, you've got these big families like the, that we've had here forever. I mean, they still exist. The Carnegies and the Rockefellers and the, you know, Kennedys. and the Kennedys and, and just those big families mm-hmm. that, that, that still have a lot of money. Oh, yeah. And most of them haven't worked for much of it, to be honest, because it, it was inherited. The, the blue bloods. Yeah, well, it was inherited, and it's, and and, and you know, the bankers keep them rich by reinvesting everything. and. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't really do that much on their own. Yeah. <laughs> to do it. And and I think it'll always be that. You know, but you're right with the disparity between the rich and the poor is when but the, the the interesting thing about that, every time it happens, it's the rich that don't do well at the end of that. Because yeah. there's a lot more poor people than rich people. Yeah. And I mean you look at the Russian Revolution and stuff and yeah, had to get in trouble. Yeah, the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the the rich people <laughs> that oh, yeah. took it in the end. You yes, know? they did. Gruesomely. <laughs> and and you'd think they'd get it. Say, hey, maybe we should kind of back off a little bit here. <laughs> you you yeah, would think so. Let's like, throw them throw them some bread. You know, right. let's uh, give them a higher minimum wage. It's, you know, but well, that doesn't seem to be true. Yeah. Um, and greed. Greed is an amazing thing. 
Yeah. Well, I, and, and I don't know if it's just greed. I think it's the, well, it's more of like a power struggle, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think that most of these people that we're referring to, they, they put power and money on the same level. And so, um, sadly, I think that that is like, Mm -hmm. that's a very big problem. It's it's like the whole Ebenezer Scrooge problem, you know? But but it's interesting how how it changed here. I mean, you think about it. You think our grandparents, right, in the 50s, think about a house, you know, a car. Yeah. They could do all that quite easily in their lives. That's really hard now for for younger people to go out and buy a a house. house, Houses are expensive. Yeah. You know? And with the wages they earn... Yeah, to really true. be able to buy a home, buy a night, buy a car, you know, two and two and a half kids—the whole American dream thing. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. it's, it's gotten very difficult. Right. I mean, do the cost you, of having a child. Exists? It kind of seems I don't like think it's so. I think away. it's. I, I think that there's people who think it do, and and it's still a myth enough to keep to keep the people at bay. Yeah, you know, you can always go do better. You can do better. Anybody, it can happen to anybody. You know, mm-hmm. well, no, it doesn't really happen to anybody. But then also people, a lot of people who don't have, have it, weird attitudes too. I mean, like we had an incident where Mike Boom slipped and broke a monitor Jax had one day. Mm. Right? Yeah. And one of his friends, it was just an accident. <clears throat> and one of the adults there says, oh, just box it back up and send it back. To, we got it from Amazon. Mm-hmm. And said, send it back and, and tell him it. It, came, it came broken. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him and I said, no, I'm not going to do that. So that's not how I want my kids to be to think of things. Yeah. And I said, and besides that, he goes, Well, Bezos has got all this money. And I'm like, Well, actually, this was actually bought for somebody from somebody else who uses Bezos to, to move. So he didn't build it. Yeah. He didn't make the product himself, you know? So actually the person that's gonna refund it is gonna be that guy that that maybe owns a really small little yeah. place, you know. Exactly. That's building these things or it's just a small businessman. He's the one, you know, he might maybe he didn't make the monitors. Maybe he just imports them from somewhere, but he just he's not rich, you know. He's just a guy trying to with a little business going, you know. Right. So it's, and he's the one that's gonna have to refund it. Because it ain't coming out of Bezos' pocket. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. so so think about that. You know, yeah, it's easy to, to demonize some that one person, but you gotta look down the layers. Exactly. You know, and, and see what's in between. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and a lot of people don't think that. They don't realize that they all think that Bezos buys all this stuff and he's got big, you know. Oh, right. But he doesn't. He gets it from somebody else and somebody pays him. He gets a chunk. Yeah. <laughs> Every yeah. thing he sells. Yeah, totally. so he, he's just a market. Exactly. Basically. Almost a pyramid and, scheme and he happens to be at the top. Yeah, well, he does. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, you know, I, I, I don't want my kids to think like that. I don't yeah. want my kids to think that dishonesty. I mean, it's really, it's, honest, it's dishonesty. It was an accident. No problem. Sure. You know, but why should that guy pay? Yeah. You know, I mean, totally. if, if it came like that, yeah, it's that's, that's on them. Yeah. Or if it broke, if it just, you know, quit working or mm-hmm. something, that's a different story. But yeah, this was an accident. It was just pure and simple. So, and I, and I think actually all of what you're talking about ties into this whole hierarchical mm-hmm. thing that we're talking about because um, the way that our mentality is or shaped is because we see the, these people, the, the haves that you're talking about, we see them uh, in, on such a different level. Like mm-hmm. we can't, because of a hierarchy mentality, we mm-hmm. can't see that they're just people too, mm-hmm. you know? Like I, and I think that that's a, that's a big problem with, with the whole disparity gap mm-hmm. is that, um, and the way that things are divisive is because it's almost like dehumanizing the other one on both sides you know not saying that either one is at fault and i tend to actually lean that the the haves maybe are at fault but um but they're still just people too and and it's hard for someone that is down on their luck doesn't have any money to actually think about the fact that they're a person regardless of what they're doing with their finances and that all could be wrong but they're still just a person and, and we no one can see eye to eye anymore because of the way that we it's almost a caste system you know right i mean i don't i don't think it's 
it, it's not that extreme because it's for the most part people aren't born into it like other religions believe in other mm-hmm. countries where you're born into a caste but um i mean it's it almost is that way and it's getting I mean, closer here too. yeah especially in in the united states it, it i i do think that it almost it almost seems like a caste system it's it definitely is and, and you know it comes from the fact that you've got legislators yeah who've been there forever yeah you know and i don't think it was meant to be that way i agree it wasn't meant to be a career mm-hmm. you know and i think that you're right in that that they they pit us against each other and it's always look at look at some of the the poorest people that, that get crapped on by the powers that be and mm-hmm. support them like crazy. I know. Well, yeah, you know? that's what you're talking about. This yeah, Trump you know, situation. Yeah, Trump, you know, these people that are getting totally screwed that would actually benefit better from the other side. But what they do, how they do it is they put it, like I said, they pit us against each other. They say, yeah, that little brown guy over there, you know, he's getting, he's yeah. taking your job. Yeah. Well, not really, because you know what? You don't want to do his job. <laughs> you know, I mean, exactly. if you look at what he does, yeah, you're not going to be standing in line for that job. I can promise you. <laughs> you know? right. I'm sorry, but you know? mm-hmm. and they're doing the work we don't want to do. You know, and and besides that, it's skilled labor. You don't realize you like I said, growing up in San Joaquin Valley, you go out and see these guys, and you realize what they do is they're really skilled at it. And yeah, I mean. They're really good at it, and, I, I and you get aware. And, and and they don't realize my 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 family very much. You know, I just mind you, San Joaquin Valley grows biggest bread basket in the country, grows all the food, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, and they all they're all like, oh, we gotta get rid of those illegals. You know, and I'm going really. They said they're Well, you know, they said my mom one time said, "Yep, yeah, I wouldn't care if they just rounded them all up, and kicked them out." I said, really? So let's look at your little hometown. My little hometown said, let's say because it's such an agricultural town, 20, 25% of the population is probably illegal mm. that work here. You know? I said, so what happens if tomorrow 20% of the people disappear from town? They're gone. I said, how many minute marts and gas stations go out of business? You know, just that quick. Um, oh, and how about that little area in town they all live in? That suddenly becomes this ghost town rotten out. What do you think that does to the property values of everybody else in the city when that's gone? You know, I said, what about you know, Walmart you go to? They lose 20% of their, their customer base. They're likely to shut it down. You know, I said, life will be different. You know, and said, yeah. said, plus food. <laughs> you know, food exactly. will be really expensive. Because if I have to go out there in a 105 degree temperature and cut lettuce, yeah, that shit's going to cost you. <laughs> yeah, you're, not, you're not paying me the same price. Yeah, exactly. yeah that shit's going to exactly. cost you a lot. You know, and, and just they don't understand that. They don't, they don't, they can't, it doesn't fathom to them that, that just think. And like, first thing she said is, well, you know, we'll get prisoners to do it. And I go, yeah, you watch the price of your food go up there because let me tell you, number one is those guards ain't going to be out standing out there in that 107 degree heat with those with their best on and black outfits. Said not without making a shitload of money. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know? oh, yeah. Said and then you got the problem. That and said, the motivation of the prisoners to uh, do the job. Exactly, they're not going to be motivated. They're not going to have it. <laughs> but also, when you bring prisoners, guess who comes with them? Their families, you know, and their wives and their kids and their brothers. Mm-hmm. And said, and uh, yeah. welfare. Is that still a good and choice? They, they still. <laughs> said, and also, just think of the security of it. Said, I mean, they can get word out to a family member, hey, put some dope under. Mm-hmm. Third tree in row six. This orange grove I'm going to be at tomorrow. Get it, our gun, our phone. Oh, yeah. Or anything else. And and again, on top of it, then finally, my deal is prisoners don't buy gas. They don't buy groceries. <laughs> they go there. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they don't support the local businesses. Sorry. You know? And it just, they just, it's something nobody sits and thinks about. They, it's easy to say. Mm-hmm. But if you sit down and think, what would be the actual deal here if this really happened? Oh, yeah, you should bad. be an economist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your perspective is awesome. It's funny because you you do you have to you have to look at both sides mm-hmm. of something or and look deeper. Oh yeah, you know because like another instance of something like that: California farmers fighting over water. 
you know, sure. well, they, they're all saying, you know, snail darter fish is, we can't get water. And damn environmentalists are taking it away. That's not the problem at all. Hmm. The problem is the Northern California farmers and the Southern California farmers are fighting over the water. And they're just mm-hmm. whispering in politicians' ears, but they don't want to blame each other. Because the Northern California farmers, like Sacramento Valley and stuff, those, they grew a lot of rice. Things, heavy water stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the Southern California ones grow in no water. <laughs> I mean, sure. so they need water sent to them. So they take it out of the Delta. Well, when you take water out of the River Delta, salt water moves, encroaches. Yeah. So that's encroaching on the Northern California farmers. So they're whispering in their legislators' ears, don't get those guys down south any water. <laughs> don't give them any water. No, no, no. And the other ones are down here whispering in their ears, hey, we want our water. Yeah. But we got to find somebody to blame for this. Mm-hmm. And it, the whole political fight's between the farmers. Wow. It has nothing to do with anything. It's just, it's over the water. They've been fighting each other over water for since California was first settled. <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> yeah. that Central Valley is dry. <laughs> I mean, hmm. yeah. It's, it, and again, people don't see that. They, they, they get sucked into what they watch on television and, and don't take a minute to actually, you know, those there's books about it, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of like desert. Think how LA, LA stuck its drinking straws over into the Owens Valley, and sucked all the water out of it. <laughs> you know, it's wow. a big desert now. It used to be one of the greenest places in the country. Huh. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm totally ignorant about that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but th- those are the policies that you see from a lot of people, <clears throat> and 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 you just kind of have to watch and listen and read a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Be careful who you listen to. Yeah. Well. But, again, it's also common sense. Like I said, it's fairly common. If you move 20% of your population out, it's going to financially hurt the yeah. place you live. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be really easy. <laughs> that just seemed kind of simple enough to me. <laughs> I mean, it does seem simple, but, I, I mean, how, how many times on so many different levels have we screwed stuff up because yeah, of, like, yeah. that very mm-hmm. same concept? Right. I mean, even, like, with... In, invasive species and stuff mm-hmm. we do the same thing yep. it's like why are why are you putting something else in or removing yeah. something it's like no there's yep. there's a natural homeostasis there's a reason that all all these things are happening yep and they do it a lot of times they do it for food yeah they say oh well this is a pest and it's eating our crops so we're going to bring this in mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and it's like oh good idea you brought that in yeah yeah, because now that's eating other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> now because it ate all your yeah. bugs and still got to eat. <laughs> so now it's eating other stuff in the sense. And it decided, ooh, that crop you make, really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those strawberries are great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, wow. Hmm. Like, again, I, I think that all of what you're saying you know, has like this harmony about it. <laughs> like, um, whether it has to do with like People, economics, mm-hmm. nature, yeah. the natural. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's awesome. Well, it, I, I think that we all forget it. It is. It's all tied together. It every, is. Well, God, Einstein. Every action there's an equal and opposite reaction. <laughs> I mean, the theory of relativity. Simple yeah. as that. Yeah. No matter what, if you do this, there's going to be some reaction back from doing that. And it doesn't just. It's not just particles. It's like I said, land. It's people. It's all of us. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, we are on to the last question. Okay. And this one it was meant to be lighthearted and it just mm-hmm. but a lot of people take it very seriously. Yeah. <laughs> what is your theme song? <laughs> <laughs> Good. I never really thought about that. Hmm. And I know, I know you're a music lover. Yeah, I know, but I never thought of one that was my theme. You know, just um, well, anything, uh, anything that's really just hitting you right now, like something that you know. There's artists that do. Yeah, I, I, I like stuff by. I like Michael Pronte and people like that. And, and I just can't really think of a song. An individual song, you just hit me with a blank one. <laughs> um, no, that's totally fine. Yeah. I, I, and, but, and actually... But I understand what you're saying. Yeah, that, that, That's true. And hmm, Just trying to... I'm, I got so many song lyrics going through my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't and think. Michael Pronte, huh? He's, you're a big fan of his? Yeah. 
I actually started listening to him when he was with Disposable Heroes of Hypocrisy. Oh. Uh, somebody in Tuolumne Meadows when I worked there was listening to it in their tent. And I was like, oh, this guy's really cool. Oh. And then he did a lot of really other good stuff. And now he's more pop pop music, but he's still still got something to say. And love his feel. In every song. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's got something to say in every song. Yeah. I, maybe my theme song is his version of California Uber Alice. <laughs> he, he covered that song? Oh huh, yeah, he did, he did a version of it. No kidding. Yeah, it's oh, really I good. I gotta check it out. Uh, when we're done, I'll show it to you. Right. <laughs> yeah. It. Oh, but, totally. Yeah. Oh, well, very cool. Yeah. Um, that's it, man. Yep. That, that, right on. that is how we that do this. That was fun. Thank, yeah, thank you very much. Oh, I no appreciate your time. It was great. And yeah, and it was very enlightening too because, I mean, we get to chat a little bit, mm -hmm. but it's not like I've ever got to right. sit down and talk to you for yeah, an hour. Yeah, that's true. Because, so, yeah, that's right awesome. on. That was right awesome. On, thanks. Yeah, thanks.